On this second Thursday of Advent, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Matthew. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets and the law prophesied up to the time of John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. This is the Gospel of the Lord. It is hard to keep an alert heart 24 hours a day, especially to what's unseen, to what we can't easily perceive through our senses. That's why, in the church we live in, we're surrounded by signs, events, material realities and human realities that help us to experience the spiritual and invisible realities. How can we communicate with God if not through what we are, that is, through our humanity? All that is human can recognise the maker of everything, the one who sustains us, the one who loves us, thinks of us and embraces us at every moment. It's funny sometimes how, in our relationship with God, we pretend to be angels and forget that we're human. We want to love God, to talk to him, to understand him, to recognise him, almost virtually. It's as if we expected to fall in love with someone without looking at each other, without listening to each other, without writing to each other, without hugging, without having sensitive gestures towards that person. Did that ever occur to you? It's impossible to reach real love without real communication with our counterpart. Everything that surrounds us, interpreted with the eyes of God, or rather, under the look of God, is important no matter how small it may be or seem. Everywhere, at every moment, we can meet, communicate with our Creator, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Since God became man, everything has been transformed from within, even if it may not look like it. That's what today's Gospel wants to teach us. The fact that God stepped on the earth can't be compared, for example, to the man stepping on the moon. You may be laughing, but it is an image that can help us better understand. Jesus didn't fly down from heaven and begin to live among us overnight. God became man, he became one of us, just as we are, and was named Jesus at birth, although he existed from the beginning as the Son of God. He did not disguise himself as a man or come to earth to visit us for a while to pretend he was close and good to us, as man did by stepping on the moon. God didn't come to earth to touch it and leave, as man did by flying to the moon. Nor was Jesus just any regular man who was suddenly invaded by the Holy Spirit and began to work miracles and have the powers of God. But from the moment he was conceived, he was God and man, man and God, not a little of each or half mixed together to form something new, but all God and all man. I don't want to complicate things for you, but it's good to think about this. The history of the church, and even today, is plagued by heresies, 
which are nothing more than false understandings of the truth or deviant expressions of the mystery of God, often with the desire to do good, for example, by making the truth more accessible to everybody so that everybody can understand it. Because it's not easy to understand and accept that God was conceived in the womb of a woman as humble as Mary without the intervention of a man, that he was born like any of us, that he grew up, developed and lived as one of us without ceasing to be what he was. It's not easy. Our reason resists so much simplicity, so much omnipotence, abandoning itself to the normal and daily life of men, and it's even a bit uncomfortable to think about it. It's from that resistance that deviations or difficulties to assimilate the truth arise and later end up becoming heresies or errors, both in theory and in practice. I don't want to bore you with this, but I think it helps us, although it may not seem so. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, it seems hard to understand that Jesus should say there has been none greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. How can this be explained? Is John the Baptist the greatest or not? What greatness is he referring to? How does God measure greatness, if one can say so? All of human history is directed towards Jesus. It converges in him. Everything makes sense in him and through him. That's why the prophets announced his coming. That's why John the Baptist was the forerunner. He was born just for that, to anticipate his coming and prepare the way. All of this is important. Everything before Jesus is important, but nothing surpasses believing that God came to live among us and to give us something that we didn't have before. The divine life in our souls, the eternal life that we had lost because of the disobedience of the first men and that continues to feed on ours, on the small disobediences of our daily lives. That's why the smallest of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom that was inaugurated on earth with Jesus' birth, is greater than John the Baptist. Because nothing can surpass the power of salvation that was poured into this world through Jesus and the Holy Spirit that was sent after his return to heaven. You and I, we have something that John did not have, the Holy Spirit. St Paul says, Hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Those who live and experience this mystery have nothing to envy of the greatest man born of woman, John the Baptist, nor of those who lived alongside Jesus, because God lives in their hearts, because God acts in their hearts, and his spirit makes his love present everywhere at every moment. You and I are great, not because of what we may have done, but because of what we have received. How wonderful! How much to be thankful for! Thank you, Jesus, for giving us your spirit and making us great, even though we're small. Now, do you understand what greatness measures or interests God? May we have a good day, and may the blessing of God, our merciful Father, Son and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us, always.